You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host as always. This week, we are doing another suburb spotlight. We're heading to an area we haven't spent much time at all in the last 160 five episodes. We're chatting with Sally Lovett from Urban Habitat. She's the number one agent and absolutely killing it as a number one agent in Wellard. Sally, thanks for coming in. Hi, Trent. Thanks for having me this morning. Sally, if you can explain to everyone out there, especially those who might be north of the river folk, where is Wellard and what's the point of the place? Okay, so Wellard's about 33 kilometres south of the Perth CBD. It was established in 1978, really, when the first farmers actually started creating farms within that area. Wellard started officially as a residential area in around uh, 2005. It started at subdividing into estates and moving from there. So it's got a train line running through the centre of Wellard now and access to two train lines in Quinana and Wellard itself. It's probably that newest suburb, I guess, that shining light estate in the city of Quinana, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what everyone in Quinana thinks uh, it is at this time. It is, it's grown a lot, obviously, with respect to all the new homes going in and the status of Wellard seriously sits a little bit higher than most of Quinana, which I am surprised about, but it purely is just because it's quite new. Let's have a real chat quickly about the history in the last 15 years from when it first started to where it is now. Wellard started off as probably just above a price point of Baldivis, a bit closer to the city, obviously, on the freeway still, same direction, but houses probably a little bit bigger, a little bit more expensive. Uh, and like most things in that area, and to be frank, a lot of suburbs in Perth between 2013 and 2019 uh, had some serious drops in terms of values. Probably for me, a lot of first home buyers in the area, high LVRs, a uh, bit of key start in the area too, but uh, notwithstanding the fact that the houses pretty big family homes, pretty good quality homes, a lot of them as well. What happened through that journey and and how have things gone over the last couple of years with the rest of Perth starting to pick their values up? I'll give you the last six years really because that's where the change in the market did occur from 2016 onwards. We did see a lot of bank repossessions in the area. That was really in the homes that were being constructed about six, seven years ago and you're right, there was a bit of key start purchasing going on they really got stuck with respect to their finances and because the values dropped so far, and I'm talking 80 to 100K being normal, mm. they just couldn't afford to sell them where they were worse so that they were literally giving them back to the bank. We had a mass exodus at Perth at that point, going back to the UK, going back to New Zealand, going back to the East Coast. A lot of the mining did sh- shut down over that period of time as well. From there, really the last four years beyond 2016 to 2020, we had a a really slow market. We lost on average 100k um, and that was from the properties, you know, your small three by twos all the way up to the sort of, you know, you've got massive five by twos on 2,000 plus square metres here as well, so a great span. Those sort of properties, I'm talking about 200k loss, so the median of loss in the area is around 80 to 100 overall. Uh, Wellard's huge, as you know, so 7,000 homes and growing. We do range from tiny homes on 180 square all the way up to your 20,000 square metre lots, not subdivisible. They're actually created as sort of mini farms or special rural lots, so you have a good mix of people in the area and the demographic is quite wide and varied. I love the candor. I love the information you've just shared because most 
top agents who are so passionate about their suburb be a little bit nervous to share the history, especially over the last few years in a suburb that has seen the losses. But with all chaos, there is opportunity. And whilst there are a lot of people that all of us will be very cognizant to recognizing lost a lot of money or had their homes repossessed in that time, which creates some issues around the suburb socio-demographically, uh, there is obviously the rising from the ashes. And the last year or two, we've certainly seen some resurgence in value and, and pressure on prices. And, and I'd love to hear from you some stories, if you can provide it, Sally, on where prices are now, because I think everyone still expects an absolute bargain in Wellard uh, that they can get for around $400,000. It's not that easy these days, is it? Not really that easy. We haven't gained as much as we lost. Um, 2021, it was really the start to the rise again in the marketplace. You know, we were selling four by twos at 300,000, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's below build cost, really. Absolutely. Probably about 100K below build cost at that rate, maybe even 150 based on what I know. From there, really, the people that bought in 2019 scored the highest. You know, another man's downfall is really someone's opportunity, and that's really what was happening. The investors were all coming in, or the smart investors were. Now these sort of properties have gained their value. We gained in the last part of 2021 about 27%. Mm. You know, the market rose again, which was ridiculous. The rents went up first, and now we're seeing the sales side go up as well. So 27% in terms of what we've lost, that's massive. That's a 40K gain overall. What we're seeing now, really, between the three and four by twos, they've gone up to a medium value. So the three by twos are sitting around 400. The actual four by twos are sitting around 425 to 450, depending on how superior the fixtures and fittings are. But these properties are renting up near the 500 now per week. So the yield in returns, you're sort of getting between 6 to 7% is quite normal. And this is where I think a lot of investors are listening to the podcast, whether they're overseas, they're interstate, they look at a place like this and go, oh, geez, it's a suburb that when it first started, certainly probably oversupplied. But in terms of its location from the city, when I compare it to somewhere in Sydney and Melbourne, in terms of the yield I can get here in, from the price, I'm still probably buying it just above build cost price in 2022 numbers in Perth and I've got myself a ready built investment property and then I take that to where that value could go. You look at the opportunity as a passive investment on a simple lock and leave 3x2 or 4x2 for a family and it's pretty hard to look past as a passive opportunity. Obviously, it's not subdivision, it's not development, it's not those spaces that we at Strategic like to look into but when it comes to just an easy passive investment, knowing that it still hasn't even got anywhere near reaching its 2014, 2015 values. It's a pretty enticing opportunity, don't you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. When the downfall occurred, we had a lot of mum and dad investors forced to actually pursue investment rather than actually moving on and upgrading to their bigger properties. This is where the market really became overcrowded with that type of thing and it really just smashed the values right down. With respect to values now, you know, you still have these mum and dad investors that were never intended to be buying into the market for two homes, looking to sell on their already rented investment properties. Now, with the yields rising like this, the opportunity is just gold with respect to coming in, taking over an investment property. You know, you're getting to the 10 years where you'll need to start looking at the paint and the little items of just improving the property overall. But the opportunity is there right now to actually gain some really good value with an already tenanted investment. Sally, who's buying into Wellard? Has it changed over the last few years? 
It's definitely changed. I am actually finding a lot of Wellard people buying back into Wellard now, which is great to report. Uh, We're also finding a lot of interstate investment from Melbourne, Sydney and Tassie really in particular that are calling me by already tenanted properties. Now they're doing that with respect to actually having a plan to move over in the long run. So in the next six to 12 months, I think we're gonna see a lot of interstate migration occurring. I'm not sure why they wanna get out of those areas, but I do know it's an awesome place here to actually have them coming to. And them pre-planning and purchasing investment now is keeping our market running, pushing the values up and obviously giving them a long run opportunity to come over and meet us here that's really interesting information and it's, it's quite interesting for those who listen every week to the podcast starting to get a bit of a theme of the amount of interest this city is getting both internationally and from interstate over the last two to three months it's gone from really the lights being off to bright headlights of a lot of people putting that spotlight on perth and going what an opportunity i guess for a lot of people who live here every day it's hard to see you're in that fishbowl it's hard to compare But when you come from an area that has been absolutely smashed by COVID, that also has house prices that are way more or double in in many cases compared to what ours are and our lifestyle is that much better. I think people need to start respecting and appreciating where people are coming from and why they're deciding to come here. Yeah, appreciating is definitely one thing because we've been so lucky with COVID and our lockdowns, whilst they've harmed a lot of families, they've really done well for our market and our economy in general. It's such an awesome place to obviously be and we're sitting on a train line in a triangle from Coburn, Rockingham and Baldiva. So we've got the best of all worlds. Yet Wellard is sitting only 30 minutes from the city on the train. There's not much better than that, especially at a a median value sitting around the 425 for a 4 by 2 Not many people would recognise that Wellard not only sits west of the freeway, but also sits east of the freeway? Yeah, correct. Just, we span over. There's 11 estates in Wellard now. Some of them are quite minor and just becoming established around the new schools that have gone in. Wellard, east of the actual freeway, is more rural. You do have a couple of estates that have been established there. Um, They're attempting to put the larger homes on the larger blocks for the families but there's rural properties up to the 20,000, some of them just over that square meterage to enable people to have the farming lifestyle, but be 33 minutes from the city. It's crazy and it's a really good opportunity. It is a great balance, especially when we talk about how people are looking for that tree change recently. It is nuts to think that you can be on the freeway Mm. and also on thousands of square meters. Yep, exactly. At a really <laughs> affordable price. So if everyone listening, Wellard sits across on the west side, obviously, uh, that Quinana space where you've got Bertram, Quinana Town Centre, Medina, Aurelia. On the east side of the freeway, you've got Oldbury. You, you then move into Oakford and Cardup and Serpentine, that sort of area. So that's where, that's you know, how far you are away, I guess, from the city. And you've got the water ski park just down the road too, which a lot of my friends seem to keep going to. Yeah, so you've got a lot of good facilities, actually. So you've got the boats, you've got the water ski park, you've got the beach. The aquatic centre is amazing. There's just so much around Wellard in general and Quinana that is available for the young families, the sports enthusiasts. You've got the motorplex. You have everything to have a good lifestyle. How are the schools? The schools, um, you've got some good and bad, to be honest. We have some really good primary schools that have been established in the last couple of years. 
We have another new school being built in Wellard Village that's uh, due for completion in 2023. That's going to be primary with the aim to actually move on and build a high school right next to that one just in pre-planning phase. We have a lot of surrounding schools, public and private. There's some really good Anglican and Christian schools that actually push more values rather than religion in the area. And it really just opens up to that diverse nature of really what schooling should uh, invoke in people. We spoke about buyers. Yes. How about sellers? Obviously, we have an idea of who was selling a few years ago. Yep. Death, divorce, debt, those sort of things was really a theme around mm. Western Australia. Think about who was selling. Who's selling now? A lot of mum and dad investors, purely because they couldn't actually sell for what they wanted. So they then had to turn to the rental market, which really oversupplied that sector, Mm. um, causing the values to decrease quite a bit. So really, they were inputting a lot more into their mortgages for their second homes, and they were really struggling. They're now probably cashing out. They are definitely cashing out for really families to be cashing in. But a lot of the people in the larger lots we're finding are now downsizing into Wellard. So the 2,000 to 20,000 square metre lots that are coming up, you're generally finding people that are sort of 70, 80 years old actually moving on to their little homes around the village where they've got the facilities, the medical. You've got Woolies there, you've got cafe, tavern. Everything's walking distance in that suburb. Well, not that suburb, but in that estate in particular. When you think about where the suburb is in its maturity, mm-hmm. is there a lot more development to come in terms of, you know, we have 11 estates right now. Is the 12th, 13th, 14th on the way? Are there developers champing at the bit to get moving on that next level? Yeah, there's a lot of developers looking around and buying up properties with respect to being able to pursue those multi-lot scenarios. We're not having a lot of a person coming in to buy and subdivide one particular lot to build two homes. We're not allowing that purely because the city of Quinana's vision is really to keep it big and beautiful, to keep the trees, to keep as much nature as possible. We've got 8% of parkland within our actual area that really will not allow people to come up and smash everything over and become like a Lego land. Let's get into a bit more detail on the price points. So you mm-hmm. spoke earlier about those three by twos being at about the $400,000 mark. What yep. sort of land portion are we getting for that? Uh, between 225 and 400 square metres. Okay, so we step up to the four by twos. Yep. The land, that's in the mid fours. What sort of land are we there? Around 450 to 500. Off air, you were mentioning properties that are now getting into the six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar spaces. What are we getting for that money? Okay. And that's quite surprising as well. Yeah, so uh, between 1,500 and 2,000 square metres is pretty standard to be selling between six and 750 at the moment. And your more exclusive lifestyle properties are really up at that 860, sometimes even capping out at the 900 level. Those ones are few and far between, noting the demographic. But you know what? With the people that have the money to spend, they've got really good paying jobs, dual income families. They really want something to spend their money on. And why not be a nice property at this point? This is, I guess, the point of difference that this suburb offers that most people wouldn't recognise. Most people would drive down the freeway, tilt their head to the right and see a land development where most of the properties are a three by two or a four by two or a few hundred square metres. If you go past what is a fantastic wetland park there, I think it's Bullrush Park. Just on the other side of that, we're talking about a lifestyle estate where we have those half an acre blocks in numbers there before you push on to another land development. Is that what you're talking about when we speak to the diversity of opportunities to buy into the suburb? 
that's only one part of it. There's actually three lifestyle areas. Uh, one is actually in Wellard Village itself. That one you're actually talking about is beside Providence Estate. That is Homestead Ridge. And we have Wellard Rural, which is on the east side of the freeway. These all range over 1,500 square metres. The further away from the train you get, they just get bigger and bigger. Mm. But then you've got these little estates nestled within the middle just to really keep the diversity of who's coming into the area and what they're looking for up to standard with respect to what Wellard and the city of Quinana is all about. Every week I ask our number one agent for the suburb this question. What's the median house price in the suburb? And if you had that money in cash in your pocket, what would you buy? Where would it be? Do you have a favourite street? Okay, so I did just do this so I can honestly answer the question. Now, as I was saying before, the median house price for a 4 by 2 is actually 425000 Now, I did just use that to actually go and purchase a really good value 20,000 square metre lot in order to build a, uh, a nice barn on it. So something totally different, but wow. I used the money to score well. Once again, someone else's downfall was my opportunity. Two hectares in Wellard. Two, two hectares for 425000 with a shed on it but nothing else obviously so I'm just using that to actually build up the equity yep. uh, you know one recently sold at 619 so within a space of three months of me purchasing that I've, I've gained almost $200,000 in equity alone wow. so it's really just looking for the bargains they're not always there to be had but just getting in whilst you can and obviously watching the value grow that's I mean look that is the most Left field answer we've had in 165 episodes, but it just demonstrates we are not just talking about a Baldivis-like land estate here. There are so many opportunities for lifestyle, for investment, for owner-occupied living in this suburb. If you could put someone else's hat on and answer with regards to an owner-occupied standard 4 by 2 living, where would that be? Where would you say, look, if you if you had the money, you'd, you'd want to definitely buy here? Yeah. Uh, if I had the money and what I know, I would actually buy in Wellard Village purely because you are literally walking distance to everything. You've got the tavern, you've got Woolies, you've got medical, you've got all the community things that you need. You're literally surrounded by a, a bunch of homes that have access to absolutely everything you could need. Once again, why all the retirees are sort of downsizing from their huge lots into this area. Sally Lovett from Urban Habitat Real Estate, thank you so much for coming in. It's taken me this long to bring to the top of the list, but I figured that given the increase in value we've seen, there must be something going on under the surface, and clearly there is. For everyone listening, uh, it's not your standard development investment option that we've been speaking about for years now. It is certainly one where you find your own value in that lifestyle of being just a train ride into the city, but also having so many different opportunities for the way you want to live. Is that a good way to explain it? Absolutely. Perfect. Hey, thanks Thanks, so much for coming in. Thanks, Trent. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!